What's up, guys? We are back, episode 17 of the SoCo Sessions. I'm here with Mike and Erica. What's up? Hello. And today we're going to roll through a couple of nutrition topics. We're going to talk about how to eat well on a budget, what we think and what you should do about supplementation, and then a little talk about nutrient timing and kind of where to go with that if that's something that you're looking at. So first thing, uh, all in on a budget with your food. So if you're trying to eat healthy, and you're trying to really dial in nutrition, what are the things that you need to do if you're on a tight budget? So I think that being in college and kind of being on my own for you know the first time really taught me a lot about that. And first you kind of fall into like, oh, let me go and get this bag of frozen whatever, like chicken nuggets or whatever, because I can get my protein in and you know uh, it's cheap, it's easy to make and all that stuff. Um, but as you kind of start to look at the quality of the food you eat and um, the prices that you're paying for them, you kind of start to realize like that stuff isn't uh, as beneficial for you as say like just buying some chicken breast, cubing it up yourself, and then you know cooking all your meat for the whole week right. at one time, right? Um, I know another easy thing that I like to do is like those HEB like pre-made meals. Like mm -hmm. it seems like a good idea because a lot of them are pretty healthy. Like. You got your meats and your vegetables, you know, and all that kind of stuff in them. Um, but if you look at like dollar per, per caloric value or right. like what you're getting there, it's it's still kind of like you're paying a lot for the processing. One right? meal paying a lot. Yeah, right. for somebody to put <laughs> it yeah. all together. For you're you. paying eight bucks for a meal that costs like three bucks, you yeah, know, exactly. yeah. like ingredient wise. Um, so I think that like being in college and especially like Eric has been doing my nutrition and all that stuff for me for uh, like six, eight, eight, eight weeks, eight weeks now. Those are eight weeks. It's too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's been really cool. And like kind of, I picked up some tips from her and like kind of figure stuff out for myself. Like, okay, you know, buy your meats in bulk and, you know, cook all, cook them all in bulk and like vegetables are really cheap and they're good for you. So just eat them because you won't be hungry. You know, like, um, if you start breaking stuff down because you have to, I think it really kind of puts you in a good situation to figure out what works for you. Right. Um, and all that stuff as far as budget goes. Well, and on that, with the bulk buys, the first thing people are going to be like, is like, well, I can't spend $20 on a gigantic roll of ground beef all at once. Well, speaking of budget, like Kristen and I used to budget money every week for groceries. And now we kind of do a monthly budget, which allows us to be flexible week to week, but then it allows us to go and buy stuff in bulk. And then you can freeze half of it. You don't have to cook it all exactly. at once, mm -hmm. but you can cook half of it at once, freeze the rest of it. And so, yeah, your grocery bill might look a little bit bigger on week one, but then week two, you're like, oh, well, I have six pounds of meat in the freezer right mm -hmm. now, so I don't have to spend a whole lot more. Yeah. So buying in bulk, especially things that don't perish really quick, I think mm -hmm. is really good. Um, one thing I'll add on the budgeting and buying things like that, I think that if you go to the grocery store a little more often to get your produce, yeah. then you're going to notice that you're going to waste a lot less food. Because exactly, people yeah. always want to buy everything on Sunday and have it last to the next Sunday. And the truth is, it doesn't. Yeah. Like fruit, vegetables. Like that Thursday, kind of stuff. you're looking at that yeah. stuff like no, it looks nasty. And if yeah. you look at the packaging, like really, when you buy it, you've got three or four days on mm -hmm. most things, especially if it's already washed, if it's already cut up, whatever. Yeah. So like, for the perishables, go a little more often to the store. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's an extra trip or whatever, but we're always out all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, stop and buy a, a couple That's... of things for dinner tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah and H E B is right across the street. If you're yeah. at the gym, yeah. just go after the so gym. So that's that's There's what that. I was gonna say exactly. Like, so I used to buy like 
a bunch yeah. of food at one time, spend like 100, like 150 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then like a lot of that stuff, I'd sit in the fridge, you know, and right. I also have three other roommates, so our fridge would get just gross. Right. So I go I go to the grocery store like every day or every other day yeah. and just pick up, pick up what I need for that day and then go cook it, eat it, and then I don't have anything gross growing in the fridge right. and I actually eat. And when I do that, it like kind of stops me from like picking up like crap that I don't right. need to be eating too, yeah. you know? I do uh, like to buy stuff for like one or two meals at a time, uh -huh. you know? And yeah, it, it, you go to the grocery store a lot, but like we said, it's close to the gym and I even go with the twins on the way home. Like, sure. yeah, it's a little bit more effort, but really it's not. It's mm -hmm. just that I'm kind of being lazy if I don't want to go stop <laughs> over there. So I just hit it on the way home yeah. and then we waste a lot less food. So some of my tips for budgeting here is um, nowadays they have like the pre-cut onion, pre-cut garlic, pre-cut peppers, right. like pre-cut broccoli, all this stuff that's pre-cut and then put in bags and containers and stuff. That's going to be more expensive than just buying a head of broccoli or buying a right. head of cauliflower. So just take the time to prep your produce, prep your onions, prep your uh, peppers, whatever it may be, instead of buying like a $5 carton of chopped onions. Just yeah. chop your own onions. Um, chop, chop. <laughs> and then just make sure you're going when you're doing your bigger grocery haul make sure you're going in with a list um, a list of what you're gonna be cooking for the week uh, whatever you're gonna eat for the week and just don't go off from that list so, like I'm corporate up this right, I'm Eric, victim tell, of this tell us what happens if, you don't have a list. <laughs> if I don't have a list I will see oh they have a, a limited edition of Oreos or something like s'mores Oreos this box looks pretty I'm gonna take it even though it's not on my list or you end up buying every type of peanut butter and I have <laughs> I have five different nut butters in my in my uh, pantry right now yeah um so yeah don't take me to the grocery store if I don't have a list um and then before you know it you're spending like $50 on stuff that wasn't even on your list so just go in with the list and then another tip I like to tell people is uh, stay on the perimeter of the grocery right. store. That's where you're going to get your whole food sources. That's where the the health is going to be versus the inside is going to be like your processed canned foods, boxed foods, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you don't get tricked by marketing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cool phrases and the cool yeah. pictures and stuff. Like a bell pepper looks like a bell pepper. You can only make it look one way. But <laughs> Cheerios and cereal, you can make it look mm -hmm. really, really exciting. So yeah, stay on the outside. Yeah, stay away from that tuna aisle. Yeah. Get mercury poisoning again. Um, and one more thing I will say for somebody who's like, oh, well, I can't, you know, get all these fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff. Well, like Kristen and I still use a lot of frozen peas yeah. mm -hmm. in bags and like frozen things. And we do eat some canned vegetables, which obviously last a whole lot longer so that there is an alternative there. It's probably not the highest quality of stuff. But when we're talking about budget, I'd rather somebody eat like a can of green beans than no green beans at all. Exactly. So, like, yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do in order to make it happen. Just kind of. Stay on the outside, try and buy only what you need for that week, and if you have to, like, choose the frozen stuff instead of going fresh, exactly. uh, you might find that it saves you a little bit, and you'll still get a lot of the nutrients in, if not all of them. Yeah. So I think kind of building off of balling, eating on a budget, um, we get a lot of questions from clients about what supplements should I be taking. Right. Um, and I think that our, like, the three of us kind of agree generally on this, like, how explain how that fits into budget like what like overwhelmingly i think we agree that it's not necessary you know for, yeah. for one it's a gigantic Expense. investment yeah. yeah supplements are very expensive because you're paying for something that's very very specialized very like uh it's one element of a thing taken mm -hmm. out and processed for you to be able to last for a long time mm -hmm. so let's take just like protein 
or like aminos, aminos or you know something like aminos yeah. is a really good example of something that people get they drink they don't know why they drink them. <laughs> exactly. they just know that they drink aminos <laughs> before or after or even during their workout and they're expensive and it's a blue color and it looks really cool but it's tastes really yummy. yeah it tastes good but it's really not doing a whole lot for you especially if you're eating a balanced diet like you're, you're getting, getting in the nutrients there. that you need mm-hmm. if you're eating at every meal and you're kind of keeping it balanced and you're taking in good food sources so like Overwhelmingly, I think that we shy away from supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not super duper specialized athletes. We're not performing at a super duper elite level where that really matters. So, uh, if you go to work all day and then you come home and you work out for an hour and you go home and you watch Netflix at night, like no, you probably don't need to be drinking aminos before, yeah. during, or after <laughs> your workout. You know, even I even shy away from like post-workout shakes and that kind of thing. Now, if that's a protein source that you really need to be getting in, that's a different discussion. But yeah just to drink a protein shake to try and put muscle on, like that's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead look at your meals and look at balancing it out and all that. The only supplement I do recommend for people, I don't really consider a supplement at all. Uh, it's more of like a hydration aid, you know, so if you're working outside a whole lot or like for my people that are running, you know, some sort of electrolyte I think is really helpful on their run days, on their really hot days, on their days where they're feeling dehydrated. But other than that, like I don't recommend mm-hmm. anything. You know, that none stuff or whatever, yeah. noon or none or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really actually helpful thing, especially it being so hot right now. It's yeah. saved me a lot. kind of helps you keep your water. Right, and um, all that's doing is giving you some extra sodium and some extra electrolytes yeah. to help hold on to water so that you're not just flushing your system when you're trying to take in extra fluids. Mm-hmm. So I like personally do use some supplements. Um, like I will take protein sometimes, but it, it's kind of like if my macros are kind of funky that exactly. day and I like just have some protein that I need right. to eat, that's when I'll like turn to like, protein powder and it is like I take my diet first and I'd rather eat chicken than protein powder anyway yeah yeah more filling if you feel better after during you know it's a more enjoyable process Mm -hmm. and then the other thing uh is like creatine has a lot of science behind it but unless you're looking to be like the greatest of the great and you need that like laser edge competitiveness you know to help you put on that like two pounds of really water weight honestly if you look at the science of it but Mm -hmm. Um, like there's a lot of science behind that, but if you're interested in that, I would look into the research you right. yourself. Cycles yeah, of you got to cycle it. Creatine yeah. has to be on a cycle for it to be any sort of effective, yeah. you know? So us regular Joe's just like pumping creatine before and after a workout. <laughs> like you're just yeah. drinking money and then yeah. exactly, it right back out. Exactly. So like talk about a budget, you're wasting a lot of money there. Yeah. Erica, resident nutrition coach, what do we think on supplements? Yeah. Everything you touched on was pretty much what I was going through my head just now. Like I'll drink a protein shake just if my protein numbers are off for the day. Um, but I typically um, get my protein sources from whole foods. So chicken, tuna, turkey, that sort of thing. But if I'm stuck in a situation where I only have protein and like some carbs left, that's when I'll include that protein shake. Um, So you talked about creatine and amino acids. If you're eating enough protein in your diet, there's no need for any of those really. Um, And then like we said, creatine needs to be cycled and you can't just like drink it every other day and think you're going to get all this huge muscle gain. Right. Um, But yeah, that's all I can think of. Protein shakes are maybe the only one I'd tell someone to incorporate into their diet. So on the protein, it sounds like y'all are kind of using it like as a band-aid when you need yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody's in that situation, which protein do you recommend that they take and kind of how are they going to use it? Yeah, so you really need to be looking at ingredient labels. Don't just go to HEB and find the cheapest one you can find because more than likely it'll be high in sugar. And Mike has run into the situation where he has one that's really high in fat. So you yeah. got to look at that mm-hmm. in ingredient label. Yeah. Um, you want pretty moderate to low carb and then higher in protein. Um, and so the protein I use is SFH. They have really good ingredients. There's really no added sugars to it. 
um, and really a lot of protein uh, packed in a serving for like the amount that's in right. the bag. Um, and then now I'm with Ghost. I like it. It's okay, um, but I. It's, it's also shady. It's it's shady. I'm I'm kind of sketched <laughs> yeah. out with it, um, and I'll probably be going back to my SFH when uh, right. I buy my next yeah my next bag. And then on that kind of stuff, you kind of got to look at like. Okay, SFH is a really good protein, but it is more expensive. Mm -hmm. So, like, if, if you're using it like we do, where, like, 30 servings is going to last you, like, right. three months, then, like, maybe invest into it. But if it's something you're going to rely on, well, first of all, don't, you yeah. know, right. is what we're saying. But, like, uh, just, you know, do your research and, of course, like, come and talk to us because yeah. we can tell you, like, the reason we say Ghost is really sketchy, like, their flavors, <laughs> they've got to have a lot of like artificial stuff mm -hmm. to like taste Get them that to taste good. Like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so you, you just want to be careful on what you're putting in your body at the right. end of the day. And a lot of that is not super regulated. No, none it's of it. Not, it's not, FDA it's not, does not care right. about supplementation so at all. That's another reason that like, you know, Erica mentioned SFH. I like SFH a lot. It's a company that's been around for a while. They've been operating the same way for a while. They've, you know, I don't know that their protein has changed a whole lot since I started using them six, seven, eight years ago, however yeah. long they've been around. So it's just a company that we can rely on mm -hmm. to give you protein, which is what you're after, not a nice milkshake, not you yeah. Know, yeah. a lot of carbohydrate good, and all yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the supplements, I'll talk about kind of that hydration that we mentioned. Like if you find that you cramp a whole lot or you feel dehydrated at the end of the day or you get headaches or when you drink a lot of water, you also pee a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. What's probably happening is that you're either flushing your system or you're getting really dehydrated, so you're not able to hold on to that water. So something like a noon tablet is a little effervescent tablet. Uh, you just drop it into a normal bottle of water. It's going to give you some extra electrolytes there. Um, I like that for people for daily use. I find the effervescent and some of the chemicals that that breaks down into really hard on my stomach whenever I'm actually working out. So you may notice that and you might need something else. So. Uh, salt stick is one that we really, really like. Um, it's an electrolyte pill, or you can find a little tablet, little gummies that they have. They have a couple different varieties, but that's going to help you hold on to more water. It's going to give you some extra salt in your system, going to rehydrate you. So if you find that that's kind of happening to you, especially now in the summer, try one of those too. Yeah. Or um, off of that, if you get some non-iodized, just like pink Himalayan salt or something, mm -hmm. a couple cranks in your water. There you go. <laughs> little, bit, little, Don't go crazy. Don't, we don't bit. drink salt water, please. <laughs> That's yeah. the opposite. All right, so kind of segueing off of the supplements, since we've been mentioning some of our nutrients, uh, last thing we're going to touch on here is kind of nutrient timing. So Erica, start us off. If somebody's thinking about really dialing in when they're taking in protein, fat, carbohydrate, like what are the things that we need to be thinking about right off the bat? Okay, so before we even touch on nutrient timing, I want you guys to think of a pyramid. So with this pyramid, the base of your pyramid needs to be consuming your what you're consuming on a daily basis. So that needs to be lean proteins, vegetables, carbs, good sources of carbs, not like candy and that sort of thing, but your vegetables, your root vegetables, your... Uh, Good source, like grains, right. so, grains. So that's the quality word. food Yeah, first. quality food first at the base of that pyramid. And then from there, we can move up to your macronutrients. That's your protein, fat, and your carbs. And then from there, we can look into uh, nutrient timing. So after you have a good stable base of your food consumption is when we can, and then you're hitting your macros um, consistently, not worrying about timing, then we can move into nutrient timing. So nutrient timing is when you time when you eat your your certain uh, macronutrients. And so let's say Mike works out at 4 p.m. In that scenario, I'd like him to uh, focus on consuming his carbs more around that workout window. So pre-workout, um, a lot of carb and protein intake, and then post 
more protein and some carbs. And then I want him to think about consuming uh, less fat around that time, if any fat around that time, just because fat slows your digestion um, and you don't want to be feeling all full and nasty when you're working out. So we want to focus on eating that fat earlier in the morning and then maybe later on in the night um, past that post-workout mm -hmm. window. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with what Eric was saying about like the hierarchy of what's important. Right. The other thing that I will say is um, I've kind of just started looking at a nutrient timing in like the past couple of days and I kind of look at it as I'm someone who has issues hitting their numbers mm -hmm. and staying consistent on that and it's because I'm consistently under because mm -hmm. like I just don't get hungry like that's right. just not who I am you know um, and I've like today and like yesterday started doing this where like I think about like timing and when I'm going to eat it and it makes it easier for me to eat the foods that I need to you know what I mean because I'm like less full and these foods feel better like it really just help you like get in your macros I feel like so you're more scheduling out your whole day mm -hmm. of nutrient timing rather than like Erica's talking right. about kind of zeroing in on workouts mm -hmm. huh. yeah just because it helps me like kind of stay on a schedule right. and like get I've all found, food in get all my food <laughs> in yeah um and like it, it helps me I mean I do feel better when I work out and I've like eaten correctly that day mm -hmm. as opposed to like I just ate all my fats in one meal now I'm right. going to work out and then I have like 1600 calories of just protein and carbs mm -hmm. that I'm going to eat like just white rice and chicken yeah. like at the end of the day oh. like you're just going to feel bad you're hitting your macros and that's great but you're not right. doing it right you know right. what I mean so that's something that's helped me out sweet uh, Erica circling back to so nutrient timing if everything is dialed in so you're taking in good quality foods you're hitting your numbers then you start zeroing in around a workout. Let's say you work out in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. What is your recommended pre-workout meal for somebody and what kind of timing before the workout does that need to happen? And then on top of that, what's a post-workout meal and when does that need to happen? All right, so pre-workout meal, I would time it about four to six hours before your workout. So we're talking a meal here. So if, like I said, if so you go back a full to, meal, not yeah. a pre-workout snack. Yes, so back to Mike's example, he works out four or five, p.m. Um, his pre-workout meal will be around lunchtime, so mm -hmm. noon or one. Um, I would incorporate your protein source, so lean protein, chicken, turkey, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, your vegetable, and then a high glycemic uh, carb. So that'll be like a potato or something right. uh, of that sort. Uh, and then when we get closer to workout time, that'd be the pre-workout snack. So mm -hmm. this is going to be consumed within 30 to 60 minutes of your workout. Okay. Um, if you have stomach problems, I would push it later onto the 60 minute window, but if you can right. stomach it, then yeah. you can be closer to the 30 minute. And again, this is gonna be higher protein, higher carb, little to no fat. So uh, a fruit would be good here. You can do some rice, that sort of thing, um, for a pre-workout snack uh, that has some carb and then mm -hmm. protein. And then he works out. We don't work out long enough where we need intro workout, nutrition, that sort of thing. It's just an hour of workout, so you don't need to worry about during workout. Mm -hmm foods. Post-workout snack needs to be consumed within 30 minutes, and so this will be very high protein, so a high protein bar or a protein shake. Um, and then post-workout meal would be within two hours. This one has a really big timestamp on it of two hours after that workout, um, just because we want to make sure we're kickstarting that protein synthesis. When you work out, your, mm -hmm. or your muscles tear apart, so we want to make sure we're fueling it correctly to fix those muscles back up and build them. Um, so two hours window, two hour window there. What I'm going to say is if, like I said, in Mike's situation, if he works out at five, he might not need to worry about a post-workout snack if he's going to go home and eat, eat dinner. Right, go right. And then meal. in that dinner, you'll have your high protein, uh, 
pretty moderate to high carb and then again lower fat and then from there if he wants like a nighttime snack then he can he can incorporate a little more fats there to uh, finish off his day so post-workout meal full meal he's not gonna eat a snack he needs to be within two hours yes so after about how long after that would you put a nighttime snack so in my situation since I do work out in the evening I usually have my nighttime snack around like eight nine o'clock at night how, and then, but then you run into the situation of if he wakes up and then works out at four o'clock in the morning, then you need to work that out a little bit more just because if you work out that early, mm -hmm. you're not going to have a pre-workout snack. So you need to worry about your previous night's dinner when you think about like timing with that. But that's a whole mm -hmm. other podcast that I have to talk about. <laughs> it gets, it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but I usually have my bedtime snack around. I mean, I go to bed really, really really early, early. Yeah. <laughs> but mine's around 8 39 at the latest something darren told me and right. actually has been like effective and you know staying lighter is give yourself an hour to just not eat anything before you go to bed right yeah so like you can actually digest your food a little bit before and then your body can use that to kind of recover mm -hmm. during your sleep as opposed to like eating something falling asleep immediately and then it just sits in your stomach until you wake up in the morning it's like oh you know yeah. bad, bad i find that helps me out a lot yeah, too if I, sure. if I just don't eat right before i go to bed all right so nutrient timing get everything else in order first yes. so quality quantity then you can worry about it structure it kind of around your workouts because mm -hmm. that's really the important thing uh pre-workout post-workout snack erica went over and then that little snack right before bed we think it helps if you give yourself a little bit of time yeah. before you go to sleep i think you're going to find you sleep better and all that good stuff all right so balling on a budget we don't really need supplements and nutrient timing <laughs> is a little bit more advanced game but if you're interested in that be sure to talk to erica she'll help point you in the right direction all right see you guys next time bye later